When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. There's a new podcast you should check out called We Love You and So Can You that I think you guys will love. It's part reality show and part self-love school. Each episode follows someone who is looking to make over a big part of their life. Things like jumping back into the dating world, making new friends as a stay-at-home mama, or starting a new career. The goal is to find the outstanding person who was there all along and for them to learn to love themselves more. Listen and subscribe to We Love You and So Can You in your favorite podcast app now. I'm Telling the Truth, But I'm Lying by Bossy Ikpee is a memoir and essays Exploring her life through the lens of her mental health and diagnosis of bipolar 2 and anxiety. This book is radical in that it's a Black woman unapologetically owning her mental health reality with vulnerability and rawness. As Bossy says, the story is enough. It deserves to exist because you exist. I'm telling the truth, but I'm lying. Is available in paperback, ebook, audiobook, and wherever books are sold. I read it in three days. Wow. That's how good it is. It's not one of those books that you just read in a day. I made the time for it because I literally could not put it down. So grab it where you can. And thank you, Bossy, for sharing your life with us. Welcome to the friend zone. Every time I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the friend zone. Tokyo D Tony. That's right. Uh, I thought it would be a, a a great thing to use a clip this week that offered a warm welcome back into the friend zone. <laughs> something nurturing, something um, maternal in intent, something that would really make us feel as if we were hugging a bosom. So I chose this clip, uh, the gym that we are unearthing. I know it may be difficult, but we're going to really dig deep here. The gym that we're going to get from this, that was Tokyo Tony, okay? <laughs> the blackest China that exists. Yeah. And what she was saying was that she was ready to leave immediately after an unfavorable fuck. experience. <laughs> so if nothing else, the one thing that we can take from Tokyo Tony is learning to be direct in our communication. Mm. Be specific about the things that you desire to get out of a situation, get out of a conversation, even if it means getting the fuck. Okay. Mm. Which I love the way that she framed that instead of saying, I'm ready to get the fuck out or I'm ready to get the fuck on. I'm ready to get the fuck on down. or I'm ready to get the fuck gone or anything. She said, I'm ready to get the fuck ASAP after this shit. How much more clear can you be? Learn from her. Be clear in your communication with others so that they can then get your meaning. Mm. With that being said, the hashtag this week is I'm ready. (laughs) Okay? Because we're ready to be direct. I think I'm ready. So with that being said and understood, since this is our first show back in the start of our fifth year. 
Oh, Jesus. Lord. <laughs> We're going to switch things up just for today and today only. It's a one night only situation, um, but more the Dina version than the Effie version. But nonetheless, today we're going to do two key, two. Oh, hmm. Today, we're going to do two QTNAs and one fact. Oh, come on, switch up. Just Don't fall different. for it, friend. Just oh. today, two, two, two QTNAs and one fact. First QTNA we have. Is it true that in Beverly Hills at the Beverly Hills Hotel Bar, two people who were both on their cell phones complaining about something while stirring their drinks, and at the same time they both said, and then I said, you know what, fuck you. And they turned and stared at each other for two seconds. And then Nicole Ari Parker told Chris Cuomo, can you mind your own business, please? And then he turned the hell around. Is it true? <laughs> Nicole Ari Parker and Chris Cuomo, it's in the eyes. How? Moving on to number Thank two. You. Okay. Because <clears throat> I don't know what to say. <laughs> Is it true <laughs> that at last week's legal panel in Atlanta at the Bronner Brothers Hair Show? So they oh had my a, God. They had a oh legal God. panel at the Bronner Brothers <laughs> Hair Show. <laughs> He is taking himself out. <laughs> is this true that two people sat down on the stage to discuss being young and political adjacent in the media? And when they turned to say hello to each other and shake hands, the husband of top model Eva Marcille, Mike Sterling, and free 99 Centoya Brown just stared at each other for two seconds and then said, oh, hello. <laughs> Y'all know Centoya Brown and Mike Sterling look alike. <laughs> free 99, Centoya Brown. She is free 99, baby. She ain't going back. I wish you would try to get her in custody. <laughs> yeah, my God. Centoya said, baby, once I'm out, I am out. Okay. okay, please. So those are the two. Here's the fact. <laughs> it is true. That Sam Smith and Billy Eilish both look the same kind of wet foot clammy, and that ain't no question. But those being said and also understood, I'd like to welcome everyone to the friend zone, your weekly look into all things mental health, mental wellness, and mental hygiene. Because who in the hell wants a musty brain? I know I don't. We are so clear that you two don't either. So welcome. And hey, friend, how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Dustin Ross? Exhausted. <laughs> Why? Because I've been talking for like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and now you ready to get the fuck ASAP <laughs> after that shit. See what I mean? Being direct. I like when she's like, so rock it. Yeah. So rock it. So so girl, I'll rock your world. So rock it. And through that big, Don't beautiful weed. Don't you blow that vape smoke in my face. Mm -hmm. Don't you be blowing that smoke in my face. But I love the um, the city girl in Santana. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Carisha in Santana. I'm ready to get the fuck. They was cracking so up. So yeah. They had me so sad. <laughs> what is their thing? Like, why are that, they always on, on um, IG Live that, together? That's just it. That's just their that, thing. That's just it. Do they're, they know each other? Yes, yep. they're friends, and they just have that. They play. They play. They have that banter with one another, going back and forth, um, with the insults and jabs, it and it's so, so funny. Funny. I mean, I'll never catch the live, but I always catch the clips of people tweet. It is so it. funny. Like, if she ever go, if she ever going wild and out, she need to take Santana with her. <laughs> yep, <laughs> that would be a good one. <laughs> so we uh, haven't done our weekend recaps in a long time, just for the sake of. 
time. Okay. But, you know, this was a special weekend that I think we should talk about, which was our live show, our four-year anniversary live yes. show. Which actually wasn't this past weekend, but it was the weekend before right, that. Right. The know what the fuck we catch y'all up. We catch y'all up. <laughs> it's been a okay. while for us. But let's talk about it. First of all, it was amazing. I want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone who attended. Yes, everyone who participated. We got so much love from our really, really talented friends. Shout out to Mouse Jones, who was hosting. And he even He's wore so those good. lifts in his shoes. Oh, my God. Yeah, he had little platform lifts on the inside of his shoes. I was like, go on, Mouse. <laughs> You're really standing up for yourself today. So shout out to Mouse. Um, shout out to Gab Soul, our She's DJ. She's so good. She's actually playing Afropunk this weekend, oh too. Isn't that dope? Yeah. Amazing. So shout out to Gab Soul. Um, shout out to Jaden XD, one of my personal favorite podcasts. Hilarious. Two of my favorite people. They were so funny. Shout out to Mandy B from Horrible Decisions, who really woke that motherfucker up. <laughs> Her set was just energetic from top to bottom. And the thing I love most is that that is authentic Mandy. That's who that's she really is. That's her I all the time. I love her command of the audience. And of course, the Reed, Kid Fury, and Crystal came out. They know us very well. So we just, that chemistry was apparent. So good. And they did their thing. So every, and none of them motherfuckers had to do it. So thank you to everybody. That's the best part. Like they literally just agreed to jump on stage with us and just make it one hell of a four year anniversary live show. And the audience was surprised because. Because we didn't put it on a flyer. We didn't yep. announce it. We didn't tell anyone. We beyonce that shit. We did. <laughs> so it turned out perfectly. I was so happy that it fell into places uh, exactly how it was produced to be. You talking about your outfit? Because, girl, you was looking good. <laughs> Thank okay. you. Had the toes out. Well, everyone was looking good. We always yeah, look cute. Yeah, but you was looking good. I but... appreciate that. <laughs> And you guys showed me a lot of love. (laughs) I'm always so thankful at how you guys go up for me. That's just always very humbling. But you guys broke my Instagram. Go up to the stove for you. So I really do appreciate that. It's very kind of you. Anything else you guys want to say about the live show? Just thank you to everybody that came out and participated. We were able to have a really fun time with the audience. You know, uh, Mandy's game was very interactive and the audience got to participate. I also uh, interacted with the DJ a little bit, made her play a couple of my jams. And uh, I tried to get a couple of y'all to sing, but y'all wanted to be shy. Shout out to Treasure if you're listening. Treasure in the orange. We love Treasure, baby. Okay, I I don't care if you got to send me a video on the Instagram. You know, we still want them words. That was it. It was a great time. And I'm happy that you guys enjoyed the audio because we usually go back and forth about whether or not we should post the live shows. But we felt like that one was just way too much fun. We could not let you not play... uh, uh, have, what is it? Have I ever? What never, is it? Yes, never, never have, have I, I ever. ever. You had to play with us. People were saying they were standing up in their office, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in their living rooms, which made me really happy. You guys are so funny. But those of you who weren't there, we actually will be reopening our merch shop mm-hmm. so that you guys can stock up on the new pieces that we unveiled at the live show just in time before summer ends. So that restock will be happening this Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern Standard Time at shopfriendzone.com. Did that stretch lace sell out? <laughs> Dustin Ross. Y'all ain't know we had lingerie now. <laughs> that <laughs> they would was be buying something. garters and shit. Can you all imagine? Kind of shit. We yeah. low key should do that. A panty. 
<laughs> you know, it's so random that it's you say that. friend zone. <laughs> there is a listener listening, and they make some really cute underwear and send me like a DM, and I was like, I, these are not for me, but they're amazing. Oh, cute. I should show you what they look like. Send them over. Well, look, friend, do you want some cute underwear? Yeah, I'm down. Look, so I'm going to send you the link, because you're going to get you some, friend. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm back on the prowl, so. Oh, oh right. Friend, you going to die? <laughs> so back I can put away prowl. my big old cotton drawers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> stop, you Let know, time to zhuzh it up. <laughs> they be so comfortable, right? You know. <laughs> the bloomers on there. I don't care what nobody say, dog. After about four or five washes, ain't nothing like the way a Hanes leans. Just a the big old Hanes. Leans. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? The way, the way you get a little baggy around your thigh. I love that shit, man. May not be for company, but it feels so good. Oh, okay. Those are, those are very cool. Those are cool. I told you. I don't know if I could pull them off. A little little style on them. A a little style on them, friend. Where's the underwear? Since you said you was back on the prowl, (laughs) on top on top of the gloves. That's. Let me see. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, what they got a tube in the front, but those are gloves. Not a tube. Oh, it's like a thong. That thong, the thong, thong. I like it. It's a it's a whole. But it's a pouch in the front, so that's for. So these are for guys. Allegedly. Right. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's like, you know what I'm trying to say. Well, the viewers don't. But if I could describe this, this is a animal skin, thong back, low rise, um, harness tied, leather string. (laughs) Jesus. um, I mean, they're hot. They are. are (laughs) Just too hot for me. Are you ready for the black business of the week? I think I just seen somebody's <laughs> of the weekend. So we have to, to shout fuck. out our very good friend Taki Bond. My dog. First of all, I love that name, Taki. Yeah. So New York. He's from the and Bronx. And so his personality too. It fits like. him. So first of all, before we mention his company, he was in the front row, <laughs> and then he was sitting like right parallel to me and he he had me crying the whole show because of his facial reactions like his expressions he's just so expressive I was like he's having the time of his life but it made me feel good so that was shout great out to shout out to you bro so he is the creator of an app a mobile app by the name of What's the Move NYC. The website describes it as the best social life directory in New York City. Hey. He recently posted a video showing him promoting the app on the subway, which yes. I loved because I thought that was innovative. And he did it using the Showtime business model. For yes, those of yes. you who don't know what that is, it's uh, the children that dance. Well, I won't say children because it's, it's, it's anybody. It's anybody. I mean, it some old niggas too. <laughs> Oh, I miss the old singing niggas, but go on. I'm sorry. <laughs> and they, we call it Showtime because they literally will jump on the train and perform for everybody, whether you like it or not. Yep. So he took that business model and told everyone about his app. He handed out his business cards and he said he had like over 100 downloads just from that day. So That's I thought amazing. that was pretty awesome. And then from the video circulating on Twitter... He had he mentioned today that he had 400 downloads just from that. Come on. So I thought, hello, what do we do best on this show? Damn but right. amplify our friends and our peers and creatives that we see online. So if you are in NYC, if you 
travel to New York, if you have friends, family in New York, please share and spread the word. The app is called What's the Move NYC. It's also a website in case you want to check it out. What I love the most about the app, have you guys checked it out? It's really, really cute. Is that they have a date night option. Hmm. You know, I was... Hmm. So you know why you if you ask for it. <laughs> <laughs> but I love it. They have the event calendar that tells you everything that's happening for that month that you happen to be looking for. Periods. They have happy hours. They have uh, sections for the foodies. Like I said, the date night. Maybe you are looking for concerts and shows that are happening in New York City. They even have that. I think that's cool. It's so well organized. The interface is very user friendly yep. and it's clear. It's to the point. It's not like one of those apps where you have to navigate a thousand sections to get to where you're going. Mm. It's just very, very clear cut, which for millennials, you know, that's how we need it. We need to be in and out the app. We ain't got so time. we ain't got time. So we're trying to go to the things. Okay. <laughs> But it's really cool. They actually, I was looking through it and I was like, yo, this stuff is really, really cool. Like they had a um, this date night thing where you guys paint each other's bodies with, <laughs> with glow in the dark paint. Oh. And it's like in the dark. That's so I, I, No, that that's is cool great. I just hell. thought you were going to use something else. <laughs> <laughs> I love this. This is, a, this is so much Tell fun. Tell me that's not cool. That's I, awesome. I personally like dating people who will be like yo this is what we're doing and then it's some absurd shit that you're like how did you even find that i cannot believe i cannot believe that we're doing this tonight i like people like that and so obviously having this app handy will help you be one of those people so tacky bond you're amazing in case you want to look him up for more information or just to support because that's also his at across the board on social media it's t-a-q-e-e B-O-N-D. Check them out. Tell them we sent you. What's the move, NYC? And that's it for the Black Business of the Damn Week. Damn right. Oh, yeah. Go on, Tucky. <laughs> Are you guys ready? Oh, I guess we're not doing a recap because we basically shared. We was the recap. Shared, we was right. the recap no right? caps to read. <laughs> <laughs> so, no capping. Actually, before we jump in, uh, following along with our Black Business Highlights, do you guys remember that we mentioned Dr. Christian of the Black and Green brand who yes. had had a very traumatic car accident, who had been, excuse yeah, me, a yeah. part of a traumatic car accident? They recently mentioned on her Instagram that she just woke up from her coma. Wow. Oh, man. I'm so thankful to hear that. Give thanks. Thank you, everyone who left kind comments. They were saying that People bought up the entire store, which helped them so much, obviously, to keep everything up and running and also to contribute to her medical bills and, you know, to keep her family afloat and everything. So thankful. My favorite word for the ecosystem that kept that in motion. And if you want to leave a kind word still, please go on their Instagram. It's black and green incredible website and concept it's where black artisans meets green living which is basically me in (laughs) website form (laughs) Um, but I'm just so thankful that Dr. Christian is awake and on a road to recovery now with her and her child and her husband so please send prayers and wishes and so thankful to hear that wonderful news yes lord 
And let's move on to this week's episode, shall we? we before we do, I have Please. one announcement. Because yeah. I forgot we do those things at the top of the show and at right. the bottom. <laughs> um, you can catch me this week. I'm so excited to be on the first episode of Star Brim's new podcast, oh, Keeping It Butte. Um, yeah, Keeping it, it drops Butte? actually today. That's so by the cute. time you hear this, it will be available on all digital streaming platforms, which I told them sounds like, you know, they call it a DSP. I was like, that's like a sorority. <laughs> but yeah, we had such a great conversation. She's got so much wisdom and so many great stories. Her life is really a fucking diary. And so I'm excited to see her excel in the podcast space. So make sure you subscribe to her show and please check out the first episode because I'll pop the cherry. So I love that it was you as yeah, your first guy. Me and fucking Star Brim. <laughs> and why were we, why randomly? Where we dressed exactly alike. Stop it. We both ended up wearing literal white, all white shirts and like that olive, like khaki green color or whatever bottoms. Like literally the exact same color combination. It was so random. What are the eyes? We were cracking up, but I love her so much. She's such a, a sweet person and just she's a shit. So check out our podcast. That's it. Nice. It Anything you want to announce? Um, I was on an episode of Horrible Decisions, but I don't know. Oh my god, coming when? Out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. You know, they 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 be you know working. Okay. Yeah, I mean they record so, so many episodes on a weekly basis. So, so. it's coming out. It's coming soon. Catch yeah. me on Horrible Decisions. But can podcast. I just say that I love you and Mandy. <laughs> yes. I think you two need to create something. I'm we, so serious. You know what, Something, we, a show, a visual, because the the energy <laughs> between you two is like unmatched. It's crazy because we've known each other for years, but it's like the stars, I guess, now lining up to where we just just can't get enough yeah. of each other. I hung out with them, okay? And I mean, you did. Out. I was out till late, yo. And friend, I hung home. You did. Like, you that was absolutely. The night I left, left. We yeah. all went to Pete. Well, I ain't gonna say where y'all went. We but yeah. She went with like us to like three, two other places. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was three spots total, which I never do. I'm one of those people. I'm like, look, we pick one, and, and that's where we're gonna be. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, we like shots here, next spot, drinks. Here, and they had the nerve to be like, one more. I was like, I'm not you going see, to a fourth Okay, spot. but please tell the truth. Who was it? Was it me or was it her? The both of you. <laughs> it's the combo. Fine. Y'all hype each other up. Fine. But it was so much fun, honestly. <laughs> good. We had a Mom blast. Had a we time. just laughed the whole time. I'm always so thankful that I can just hang with my friends and nobody tripped. You know what I mean? Like, y'all were drinking up a storm. I wasn't. Yeah. And we had jokes Yeah, here but and you're, there. you're fun. And, like, yeah. and that's necessary sometimes. Yeah, like, we, all the time. But, I mean, you know, yeah. like, it's a great component. And me. it was super cool. You know, it's funny. I guess because I've been discussing, like, being sober more on the show. I've been getting invited to like a lot of sober parties. Oh, oh no, Rue. There's like sober bar nights and um, I got an email today. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, that's so interesting. I don't know that I'm interested in that though. It's like going to I'll a go. strip club where they wear onesies. <laughs> what? Like how you on the pole in some pajamas <laughs> with the feet in? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? So what you mean a sober night at the bar? What are y'all doing? I'll go with you. They're drinking mocktails. I'll go with you, but I got to have me a couple shots before I go. And then I got put, I got another email. I'm like, this is so interesting that I'm like part of the sober nightlife now. And they sent me an email about an app, a dating app. For sober, living. for sober, pe- yeah, people sober that. Living. This is amazing though. I'm cracking jokes, but no, I think it's dope. <laughs> yeah, sober Do people really? gotta live too. Shit. Because I, I don't know, something about it to me is strange. It's like I'm not trying to be part of like a sober community. Like, right. it's like, just no a lifestyle choice. Yeah, it's just a. I don't know. Maybe to me, 
it just seems like it's it's putting a two on a ten. Like it's like making it bigger than yeah, it is. I feel you. Do you get because, what I mean? Yeah, because it's not like it's not it's not a lifestyle per se for you. It's like just I don't a choice need to be around right. Yeah. Right. a community of people and we all like huddled together and turned into a tribe. Like I hung out with I can hang out with anybody. It doesn't matter to me if you're getting pissy drunk just we've been doing this for four years hello like as long as you leave me alone and i leave you alone we can have a blast look at us we had an awesome time i didn't get home till like three in the morning like i think people some people might we are going wherever we're going but some people (laughs) might need that because you know if you had a different set of friends that might get so drunk oh these motherfuckers is wasted because like we was getting fucked up (laughs) but we weren't like belligerent it was all fun I will say I don't know how y'all weren't belligerent they literally kept going Dustin they had like do you know we went to two more places eight eight rounds (laughs) oh at that one place of shots and that was the second it's the pitch of Mandy's voice (laughs) it's like when she's it's when she's doing it she'll be like come on like the way she says it you just you can't help it I was like how are y'all I'm still alive and an walking and talking we have an amazing and time breathing and it's thinking amazing. but look so i think you back to the sober thing yeah right? i think you should at least go and see what the people look like because if you get there and everybody looks all weird like a bunch of people who like a bunch of I should, just fucking to virgins like or something you know what i'm saying like you know you know what i'm saying you ain't gonna but just see you never know everybody could look really pulled and really like you know what i'm saying like just like a bunch healthy, of healthy people good skin you know what i'm saying <laughs> good teeth everything Healthy works livers. yeah I'm strong cu- i mean i'm curious maybe i, I should go them. just to go but i guess for me it just felt strange i was kind of well, like i was about to say do a shot first that doesn't even make <laughs> sense <laughs> it doesn't even make sense i was about to be like just do it sh- anyway come to it, the sober party drunk because you know it's nothing worse job. than meeting someone that's gonna be like oh you're sober so then imagine being like on the other end of that and then they're like, you drink and you smoke? Oh my God. So it's like... No, I don't know. We'll <laughs> see. Maybe I should go just for the hell of it. But I did think it was see, funny that now something. I look like I'm the sober ambassador according right. to my emails and <laughs> all these parties I'm being invited to. Meanwhile, we should all go trying. one day just I'm to down. see. I'm down. I told to you, see. I'm yeah. taking shots before we go back. I'll drink a Red Bull <laughs> in there and shake it to the left and shake it to the right. We can go. <laughs> Shit. Or can I show up higher, you know? I mean, they didn't say you don't smoke. Right. I mean, you, they oh, can't maybe. run my life. Said no smoking here. They didn't say how say, far the so, sobriety goes. Right, you goes. can't show up under the influence. Right, right. Let me on drug test, but you don't run my life. Oh, my God. Look, I'm just here the swab the on the way in. Yeah. The swab on the way in. Justin telling the guard, you don't run my life. Yeah. <laughs> well, we run this community. <laughs> all right, all right. I didn't mean to make it a whole thing. That's Watch what I said app. when they didn't try to let me in. Like, look, I ain't trying to make this no whole thing. I'm supporting my friend. Like, Watch this the, why I drink. Watch yes. the app send me an email, and all I was gonna say is "fuck off." <laughs> because of you, we relapsed. <laughs> That's horrible. No. Oh Where's Rue? Rue! You know, someone asked me that once when I was like, oh, I know I don't drink anymore. And they were like, oh, are you in rehab or like battling alcoholism? I was like, why you can't just decide? (laughs) Like, why does everybody want this to be? That was her very first question. And I was like, you know, wow, that is intense. Because if that were the case, what makes you think I'm just going to have this convo with you? We just met. I'm going to be like, yeah, let me tell you about my alcoholism. (laughs) Like, it just seemed very quick, you know, very fast as she jumped to that conclusion and decided to bring it up. Like, bitch, you a hater. You just been waiting to see if it was something wrong with me, bitch. And now I'm finna battle she your She was like, oh. Your hair in rehab, it, it needs to be. Because it, 
Never mind. <laughs> he was about to go in. There's so much fun stuff to do during the summer, like going out to bars, going to the beach, having barbecues, outdoor concerts, etc. So instead of wasting your time cooking indoors, you need the option to just eat and go. That's what you'll love about Daily Harvest. Daily Harvest delivers thoughtfully sourced, chef-crafted food that is built on fruits and veggies and can be prepared in less than five minutes with more than 65 different options, like ready-to-blend smoothies, refreshing chilled soups, and savory harvest bowls. Each Daily Harvest cup takes one step to prepare, with room for customization. Add your favorite milk to a smoothie, or heat a harvest bowl and top it with avocado or fried egg. Everything stays fresh and frozen in your freezer until you're ready to eat. Daily Harvest single-serving cups are the ultimate grab-and-go meal or snack for any time of day. Daily Harvest, they have really, really bomb smoothies. Um, they have this cold brew and almond smoothie, which is really nutty and delicious and chocolatey. I really love it. And if you want something that's really fresh, fruity, and fulfilling, they also have a mango and papaya smoothie. So try out the Daily Harvest smoothies. They do some, like, really cool things in case you don't feel like leaving your house. Okay. So go to dailyharvest.com and enter promo code FRIENDZONE to get $25 off your first box. That's promo code FRIENDZONE for $25 off your first box at dailyharvest.com. Dailyharvest.com. Promo code FRIENDZONE. All right, let's jump into this week's episode. So really quickly... We've been doing mental health conversations for many years now. I love when we do like the science and psychology episodes. Those are my personal faves. But how do you guys, I'm curious to see what you guys think has changed within the mental health landscape online. Like, do you think it's still a thing that's like taboo? Because I notice people will say that like, you know, mental health is something people don't really discuss. And I'm like, I don't think we can say that <laughs> anymore. No what? Right. All the shit I see, please. So many books now, so many podcasts, uh, conversations, celebrities coming out about it, which, you know, for the most part, if a celebrity says it, then people feel like, oh, I have permission to admit that I have it too, mm -hmm. you know? So I think it's definitely been something that is more open, um, more highly discussed. I don't think there is any show where people aren't discussing their mental health uh, issues or whatever they may be battling. How do you guys feel about it? I'm just curious. I think it's great that there's a heightened sense of awareness. You know what I mean? Like Nene Leek said, and like I applied <laughs> to them dogs, so to your pet, support me, bitch. You know what I'm saying? People need this. And every day I see people like um, our girl DJ Miss Milan. Um, several people on Twitter is a great place, believe it or not, right. for that. Because there's a lot of people who counteract like the negative things that you see with positive tweets like if ain't nobody tell you today and not corny ones no but like, like real uplifting. ones like if nobody told you today like you know i hope you have a great day like Aww, somebody love loves like you that. yeah you know from from people where you feel like it's sincere right now some people there's another side of this <laughs> where some people kind of ride this wave of it being trendy to talk about mental health and mental wellness right and honey you can spot them frauds just like you can the persons on canal street <laughs> you know when people are just doing it to ride the popular way but right. i think it's great that people butt. are talking about it more because right. it was driving me nuts <laughs> i'm just playing your face <laughs> what do you think Asante? yeah i think it's great too um for a while i feel like we were stuck with the term like uh the work like everybody was talking about the work and doing the work but then nobody knew what the work was or really I thought discussed. It fighting because you know you gonna get this work yeah. like people was always <laughs> talking about that type of work but um yeah, I feel like a lot of there was a long period of time where you would see people being strong and you really didn't know what they were going through behind closed doors. And then as you started to learn, people were kind of saying, This shit ain't easy. And the I remember, steroids. 
<laughs> oh my god that's the... being strong <laughs> okay that's the last one <laughs> no it's not I always think about Lauren Hill when um she's always like uh you know reality is what people want but or no uh uh, fantasy is what people want, but reality is what people need, or something like that. Oh, and you know, the uh, MTV album. Yeah, yeah. When she said that, and you know, talking <laughs> about how people always try to make shit look easy, like it's like, no, nah, bitch, you struggling, like you know, say that. And so now I think it's good that we're in this day and age where people can be like, um, <laughs> like this where people can real. be honest and be open and be real and like kind of step outside themselves. And I don't think it goes into. Um, I feel like there was a point in time where we always had to be worried about the show going on or not breaking the curtain. But now people don't give a fuck. Like Demi Lovato, I thought it was really interesting and kind of cool that she was offering therapy on her tour. I think you were the one that was telling me about that. And I was yeah. like, what the hell? Like, I don't know how that looks, but that's kind of cool that she's like, hey, y'all put money into my tour. So I want to put, you know, something into y'all. I want you to invest in yourself by, you know, taking the time out to speak to these people and, you know, making some goals and then come to my show. That's and party. dope as hell. Right. Yeah. And even Miguel, you know, Miguel was doing guided meditations during his VIP meet and greets. <laughs> what? With the fans. Are you kidding me? Yeah. I would love to meditate with Miguel. <laughs> I thought that was the coolest shit. I saw like a lot of pictures of them in like a circle. Looked like my tour. I was like, what is happening? I just back was gonna here? say he should hire you guys oh, or, that would or been whatever. Insane. Yeah. To do yeah, imagine that. But I thought that that was a really cool element, especially because if you notice, Miguel's brand has shifted a lot towards more discussions about mental health. Yes. And you notice he's like focused a lot on uh, the spirit and the elevation of it, and that's kind of like been his new thing. I can tell he went had probably had like a spiritual breakthrough sometime. I knew it when he came out with that song, Pussy Is Mine. Wow. <laughs> I said, no, this brother has seen the light. Dustin <laughs> Ross. So, I do love... <laughs> <laughs> Jesus! And even artists, I'm like trying to keep, trying to drive the boat. Even artists like Janae Aiko, who I think it's cool that she oh. can post a video of her like playing with her crystal bowls, the singing bowls mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and burning sage and talking about how she integrates those sounds and that energy into her songs. And nobody thought that was weird. Mm-mm. It was just cool. Like, I love that. I love that these things are not viewed as witchcraft or weird or when people don't understand something, they're very quick to write it off. And I love that now it's kind of like understood that people have their spiritual practices, that people are being open about seeing therapists. It's just part of the digital landscape now. Why are you smiling like that? I'm th- it- <laughs> It's super side note. No, so don't even... I could tell. That's no, like, where you did your brain just okay, go? Okay, no. So I was smiling like that because I was thinking about, and I told you, super side note, and you asked for this. Mm-hmm. You, so you know Bianca Lawson? Yeah. Um, okay, so back in the day on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, um, you know, she was the Black Slayer. And I always thought it was so cool that she was the Black Slayer. And I always say, like, damn, they should do, like, a spinoff today since we were in, like, reboot season and all that shit. But I was thinking about that only because as you're talking about... um. As you were talking about, like, Janae Aiko and all that stuff, and I was cool to put that stuff in there. Bianca has always been so, like, grounded and really cool about her work and has never, like, stepped outside of herself as the actress. And I always thought that was so dope. But you don't ever really hear about what certain actors and actresses do as far as their mental health is concerned. 
But then fast forward on to me thinking about Jennifer Lewis too. So, so what you saying basically is you think Bianca Lawson looked like a witch? Oh my god! No, when we were talking about the supernatural stuff, I thought about how black folks wasn't messing with the supernatural stuff back in the day. But then Bianca Lawson was doing that, and, and she how took it must the have chance. been hard. But even in the craft, remember? Yeah, and how it must have been hard, like to receive backlash as a black person doing roles like these that were like cool to a certain category. You know, to me, I thought that was cool as fuck for her to be a black vampire slayer, and then you know uh, the black witch. What was her? What's her name? I can't remember, but the I know Black what you're talking Witch? about. From uh, Phaedra Parks. No. <laughs> I knew that was a setup for a joke. I was waiting on it. What, what was the show? Was it All of Us? Candace Owens. <laughs> oh my God. No. He's What's the show with so Essence Atkins? Oh, yeah, that was um, Dude, Journey, Journey of Discovery, <laughs> Half and Half. Oh, yeah, Half oh, and yeah. Half. One of the greatest theme songs. Give it roses. Yes, please. In so finding genuine. you, I'm finding me. How that I have. Have someone special that brings out, out the joy, joy, brings out the joy inside, inside of me, inside of me. It's a song, song, song. Hey, the jam. <laughs> anyway, even when I was doing, people. when I was putting together my tour and looking for sponsors to help us, I remember meeting quite the challenge when I, I was trying to do it the more corporate way mm-hmm. and I had met with someone who worked in marketing I was like you know maybe I should stop trying to like do this by myself and actually like secure the bag through someone that this is their world and when he asked me like well how would you describe what you guys do on the tour it was really hard because I was like oh god he had like how did he know he's gonna be like yeah I can't really sell that you know what I mean like Black women healing and guided meditations and even the kinds of conversations we were having about trauma and how it lives in the cells and healing each other. And just I knew that it was going to be really tricky to sell because that's not a thing to sell. You know what I mean? And it became very, very challenging, but it really opened my eyes to the fact that for some people, these are still pretty tricky conversations if it's not something that is a part of your life. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But luckily, I didn't end up using him. I ended up just using all of my personal resources, which is how it ended up working out. Yeah, fuck him. But <laughs> you wouldn't say that if you knew who it was. Someone we actually like. Oh, damn. So he didn't mean it in a negative way. He yeah. was just saying, like, <laughs> who's helping us with our tour now? I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, God, eh. I'm so sorry. But he was being real. You know, he's like, this is a tough one. <laughs> <laughs> He goes on his email like, hey, Dustin Rock. Look, fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> fuck yeah, off. Hope, I'm going to have two we, fuck off emails. Uh, okay. If we know him, he's going to be laughing when he hears that. <laughs> Look, I'm trying to get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but through, so here was what I, my question was for today's episode. Because mm-hmm, you trying to get the fuck ASAP <laughs> now. Back to the point. <laughs> so with all this talk about mental health, and it seems like every single person is going through it. I was even listening to Nicki Minaj on uh, <laughs> on a podcast and she was talking about she'd be going through it. And I'm just like, it's so interesting how one would assume like, but you're living your dream career. You got mm-hmm. all this money. Stay off the Internet. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Go live. Go be rich. Go do this and that and the other. But it's interesting that it doesn't matter what level of your life you're at or what you've accomplished, everyone's still battling this uh, negative self-talk, this demon. And it almost seems like your mind is always your enemy. Mm. That's kind of like the understanding that uh, seems to be out on the digital space, at least through people's conversations. Do you guys ever feel that way that like your mind, I'm talking about you specifically, not just like in general, 
Do you view your mind as an enemy? Hell no. How do you view it? We are in, we work together for the greater good. I love that. <laughs> That's what we do. And, and I think that it's very easy to allow or not to allow. It's very easy for circumstances and occurrences to uh, to force you to end up losing control. And that's something that I don't ever want to do. So I'm just aware. I've always, before I knew anything about what mental health was or anything like that, I've always felt like my mind and my ability to like make choices and decisions meant that that is how I can get like the best out of and for myself. Right. So I've always like, we work together. We good. I love that. We yeah. good. Right. What do you think? Um, I don't know how to make my mind my enemy. Mm. I, I think you're always talking yourself out of certain things at times. Like, there'll be times I tell myself not to do the wrong thing. Like, okay, you know better than this. Don't do this. But I don't think my mind is my enemy. Like, sometimes your mind will get set on something or start to make certain decisions for you or you'll problem solve a certain way based on certain information you've received or have you been programmed. But I've never been able to sit back and say... um, I've never looked at myself and said, like, oh, damn, um, my mind is, you know. Playing tricks on me. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Like, I. (laughs) I love the ghetto boys. (laughs) I'm trying to think how to answer your question, because it's hard for me to think about, like, like whenever I get in bad moments where I feel like, oh, damn, I'm having negative thoughts. And I know that these thoughts aren't true. So, like. Let me just let these thoughts go. I always find ways to release those negative thoughts because I know that when, whenever I know that they're not true, whenever I'm like, okay, this is who I am and this is my solid belief, then I can make peace with myself and I can never like, like I've never been one to be like mad at myself for doing something. Like, damn, I can't like believe I did that Like mad at your mind, shit. yeah. Yeah, because a lot of the time in my mind, I'm like, damn, you well, I did that shit. Like, you know, what's next? Like, I'm always, I've always been about like how to get to the next Same. step or like, you know, like whenever like problems come up, like I shut down because I get upset, but then I'm even in that shutdown. I'm thinking about like sometimes people don't realize, but in a shutdown, I'm thinking about like how I'm moving forward in like a bunch of different ways. Like I'm processing, I'm compartmentalizing. Like it's like a bunch of different things happening at once, as opposed to just being like, "Oh, this nigga has left the building." Like it, it just <laughs> no, that's looks when like the it. most processing is happening. <clears throat> exactly, Your brain it, doesn't go. It looks blank. like it. Like yeah. the lights are definitely on and. Tons of niggas are home and they all trying to figure all this shit out. <laughs> that's so real. What about you, Francesca? Well, I mean, that's why I asked because everyone's mind, you, we do battle negative self-talk. You know what I mean? Like when you, um, it's almost like, think about it when you have a project and so, like when, okay, here's an example. When I was talking about my talk at Emory University. Yes. I received a ton of emails and uh, messages, really kind messages, even from the organizers, from those who attended all levels of, of the event, telling me that they really appreciated the information that I shared. But when I told you guys about it, I went straight to the fact that I was unhappy with where I felt I have failed or could have done better, you know, and I think the mind has a tendency to nitpick at the worst aspects of a scenario. Do you, I'm sorry, go ahead, finish going. No, go ahead. Do you think that's like a, a, do you think that is like a negative, of course it's negative because it's negative in, in context, mm-hmm. but do you think that that experience is a negative thing? Cause I kind of feel like that's, that's natural. Like I get those kind of thoughts too, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And I, I don't feel like, they're not supposed to come. You know what I mean? It's just like, damn. But the, And then you, 
I just worked through it. I just wonder how you felt about that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that I think you have to be mindful of taking more control of. Because Mm -hmm. I know for me, I can be hypercritical of myself. Mm -hmm. There's an element that it's actually helpful. Mm Because sometimes... You know, even with that, I told you guys, like, I view that as instead of beating myself up, like, I'm a failure, I'm terrible at everything I do. It's more so like, well, let me watch it back, see where I can improve Mm -hmm. so that the next time I have an opportunity like that. That's the ass. (laughs) I know, you know, I gather that data Mm -hmm. um, of where I may not have been the strongest and then boom, it's conquered. And then from then on, I just keep I can only get better. And to me, that's not a bad thing you know what I mean that's actually beautiful like athletes do they watch their playbacks to figure out like okay let's come up with a different game plan that will bring out the best in me next time so it's not necessarily a bad thing but I guess the science that I was looking at out of curiosity and just seeing people's conversations online because you know I'm always listening to people's mental health conversations it's I'm obsessed with it um But I'm just always fascinated with the fact that people are always battling negative self-talk. And it almost seems like this built-in system that you almost have to constantly be aware of and and battling in a lot of ways. And it's not just the internet and what other people are saying, but it's really what your mind is saying to you. Mm -hmm. There's even a quote. It's one of my favorite quotes of all time. um, And it's by Khalil Gibran. Are you familiar? Oh, I think we went to school. I think <laughs> that's Sister Johnson's uh, son. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and this quote says, And God said, love your enemy. And I obeyed him and loved myself. Mm. And, and I always thought that that was pretty profound, but it also made me think more along the lines of this conversation of, do you think that we're living with a built-in system in our brain that is against us? Or do we think that negativity is an inherent part of the human experience? Like, do you think that's just something you're going to have to deal with? Your brain is always going to shoot. (laughs) Dustin's cracking me up. This negative talk or whether it's talk or thoughts or opinions, whatever it is. Have you accepted, if that's what you believe, that this is just always going to be a part of the human condition? I have. You have? (laughs) Yep. And you know when I did? When I watched I Heard Huckabees. You in this movie. I always, you you remember the lady that came over to the States, her name was Katerine Vaughn or whatever the fuck, Katerine Vaughn, I guess I just added that in there. She was the one that was telling them, because when Mark Wahlberg got all um, upset that Albert and the lady was off on uh, to themselves, she was like, um, misery is part of the human experience uh chaos happens and destruction it creation destruction it's a cycle it repeats over and over again and i was like damn bitch like i was young as hell watching i was like damn bitch like the world can't be this goddamn sad <laughs> You're like, damn, that's depressing. But after hearing so many people always use like the same tired excuses and being like i'm only human i was always like well damn i guess everybody to a certain extent like you know we are all, all only human so there has to be in my mind, a certain level of acceptance. Yeah, that nothing's going to be perfect. Like, not everything's going to go my way. So when I think about, you know, the uh, collecting of data, I'll give you an example of when I did my first uh, Sunday session, Sunday dinner, like way back when Dustin hosted it and Drew performed in it. I remember... I came with Jesse Boykins. You you came with Jesse, showed out. (laughs) I remember the show going extremely well, but there were so many things behind the scenes that were not going well that was fucked up for me. And so like, that was what I was taking more so than how everybody else was taking it in. Right. And I wasn't even 
easy on myself saying like, okay, you know what? This is your first one. It's crazy that you even got this venue, these people like this. And it was great. And it was great. Mm-hmm. To y'all now, side. To us. <laughs> but then right. like, you know, the, me and my negativity in my, like I had to tuck myself out of buying into those things that were happening, the bad things that were happening. Cause I realized that they weren't the end all in that moment, but they were still affecting how I was, you know, moving on about my night. So I had to remember, don't put all this negativity into what's going on because you don't want it to be part of the final product. Right. Because had I had a, a breakdown at the end of that fucking night, then everybody like, oh, this nigga's crazy. I'm never coming back to one of his events. And mind you, we had so much fun. So we would have been great. completely... Random ass, like, soul confused. session. And everybody got up on stage singing yeah. together. Like, that shit was crazy. Drew sang Pieces by Tamar Braxton and tore it up. Remember that? <laughs> he did. He no. t- I, I, to this day, I've been trying to get that nigga to sing that song and he refuses. I, still, I think I have some footage <laughs> that he probably wouldn't even want you to see. Well, yeah. what were you going to say? I saw you kind of react. I... I Literally, it just was so funny to me how that reiterated what I had just said. Remember, I just asked you, like, don't you think that that's just basically like a part, not don't you, do you think that that is basically like a part of life? Right. And I do personally, because it's not something that I formulate on my own. It's natural and organic. It just happens. It's a reflection based on whatever my experience is or was. So it's just, it's an actual thing. You know what I'm saying? And I I don't know. It's just, you know, I just think that's a part of life. Yeah. And I think through listening to people looking for... A new love baby like Jody Watley. (laughs) Looking for healing, (laughs) looking for their mental health to improve. When we say things like doing the work, are you doing the work? I I guess my fear is that people think, and this is my opinion, Mm that one day they're just going to wake up and nothing's going to bother them. You know, like they've reached this level of enlightenment and nirvana where it's like... <gasps> or delusion. <laughs> Everything just come, you know, comes off of you like water and someone says something mean and you smile and hug them. You know, like... And I realize that, is it really healing, meaning that like you don't feel it anymore or is it just learning to emotionally regulate? That that part. You know what I mean? Like, is that the actual work? And granted, there are things that you do heal from. I have traumatic experiences. I've been through that. If I speak about them, I know I've healed because I don't feel activated in my body when I talk about it. You know how there's certain things like that you talk about and you want to cry immediately. I'm so happy that we're mm-hmm. not together no more. Yeah, like there are things <laughs> where you 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 can feel the frog in your throat even from someone asking you about it. So you're kind of like, ooh, okay. That's still very alive in my cells. But there are other things that I can talk about and I can describe them and people might be like, that's heavy as fuck. But I can get through it because I have already talked myself through what happened, you know what I mean? And and understood perspectives and kind of like shifted how I view it and perceive what happened. So I think that's more of what the work is, in my opinion, as opposed to thinking that you have to like read all the self-help books and all the therapy and all these things. Yeah. And then one day, like the trauma is just going to leave your body and then you're like done and healed. And it's and life is just grand. No, I, I personally don't think that's how it works. And I'm speaking from my own experience with trauma, where it's more so like I just know how to look at it differently. It doesn't mean that it's like gone right. from my existence, you know. So of course, me being me, <coughs> I was like, "What's the science?" 
is there an enemy in our head? <laughs> are we are humans, <laughs> are humans inherently negative? And so I found the study. Shout out to Psychology Today. I want to marry you. <laughs> yeah, you Psychology know, Today. I just want to marry that website because it never fails that when I want to look something up, who you. is the first that pops up? Their SEO is. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> right? They just pop right up. So this um, article popped up and it said uh, it was talking about these studies done by a professor by the name of John Cacioppo. He's now he was then at Ohio State University. He's now at the University of Chicago. Um, so this is what he did. This was a study he did. He showed people different sets of pictures known to elicit different type of feelings, right? So the first set was was supposed to arouse positive feelings. So he mm. showed them a Ferrari. Hey, <laughs> would that okay. make you happy? He's very. <laughs> <laughs> and he showed them pizza, which made, would make me very happy. Right, Add mushroom to it, and then I'm very happy. So those that was the first set of images. Then he showed images that were set to stir up negative feelings. So it was a mutilated face mm-hmm. and a dead cat. Dead cat? A dead cat. I hate cats, so I'm not like... <laughs> <Justice>. <laughs> They don't and have then, no personality. Then, oh my then he showed the study. Uh, and then within the study, he showed pictures that are known to produce neutral feelings like a plate. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or a hairdryer. Yeah. You know, you're just, just like, all right. It's just stuff. It's just there. Yeah. So what he did is that he recorded the people's electrical activity in their brain, uh, in their cerebral cortex, which is where we process information mm-hmm. in the brain. And what he showed was that the people who viewed the mutilated face and the dead cat responded way more strongly than anything else that was shown to them. Like there was a surge, a huge surge in the brain in electrical activity. I mean, it was like the lights were just going ham on the brain. And he thought that that was so fascinating. He's like, it's, it's biological. You know what I mean? It's Mm -hmm. not just, you wincing at the picture it's actually something happening on a biological level where we're heavily influenced by negative stimuli and just bad news so he in the article it says our capacity to weigh negative input so heavily most likely evolved for a reason though and this is what i love this is why i love science because the way that it breaks it down it's a built-in system in our brains called negativity bias But it's evolutionary because think about it. There was a time where your ancestors needed to learn to make intelligent decisions in high risk situations, which in turn increased the likelihood of their survival long enough to pass those genes on to the next generation. So it ties into natural selection, too. Remember the Darwinist theory of evolution, which was the idea, and I'm reading this from thoughtco.com, is the idea that species that acquire adaptations favorable for their environment will pass these adaptations to their offspring. Eventually, only individuals with those favorable adaptations will survive, which is how the species changes over time and evolves through speciation. Long story short, our brains needed to be scared of shit in order for us to survive our environments. They mentioned like if you're walking and you see through your peripheral that an animal's coming towards you, if you're not programmed to fear it, you would just sit there (laughs) 
and it would just come at you. Right. And attack you. But because our ancestors started literally running when they would see these animals or knew to take off, they passed that in our genes. Remember, even with uh, epigenetics that we talked about how fears are passed down through your genes to your family. So you pick that up. Just from your ancestors, oh, there's an animal. How do you react if you see a pit bull coming at you in the street? I doubt you're just going to stand there. I don't know. You hit the gas. (laughs) (laughs) I won't be. You hit the gas. So here's what I love about (laughs) this information is that it almost, it, it, knowing it is very empowering, knowing that we have this built in system called negativity bias coming from our ancestors that was actually necessary to our evolution so that we could survive. The thing about it is that it now transcends animals running towards us because now it's something as easy as you go on Instagram, you have a hundred nice comments. There's this one mean ass one. Your brain is viewing that as a threat. Let me respond. <laughs> You're, now that's a threat. It, that's how it's perceiving it because your body, your heart rate, you know what I mean? Like the, the electrical surges in your brain are like threat, threat, threat. This doesn't make me feel good. They're saying something that's attacking my character. And so that's why you are on the attack and you want to say something. But I think it's really empowering to know that it's not that you don't know how to handle your emotions. It's that that's how you're built to react. Mm. And I th- something about that to me, I think is very helpful because you ha- learn to have more compassion for yourself when you do react. <laughs> and you can blame your reaction on negative I, bias. I was about to say. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say blame your reaction. Look, look, yeah, you can. No. It's a natural reaction. Well, that My part negative is bias your... made me bop your ass. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, that part is your choice. Thank you. And... <laughs> But I do think it's helpful to know. (laughs) So much. (laughs) I do think it's helpful to know that this isn't something that you're just like, a you know, emotional mess right, of a record. Right. Girl, my negative bias it's made me comforting curse you in a sense. It's comforting to know that this is biological. And the same way that we in the attachment styles episode, remember a lot of people's minds are blown that childhood imprints would dictate how you who you attract, how you maintain those relationships. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm sorry, no, but so two things. Mm-hmm. Number one. I have always felt like there were certain things that you were not physically supposed to see or or witness or whatever. I've always felt like your body physically responded to certain like it's just so uncanny to me that he picked a a, a photo a facial mut- a mutilated face. Um I think that's why people cringe when things happen to small children that are not supposed to happen to them. You know what I'm saying? Certain shit I just think is unnatural. Right. You're not supposed to see it. And the second thing I was going to say I've already forgotten, but it made a lot of sense. <laughs> But the child, the what fact that, that you have, you know that these childhood imprints. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> so I was hoping this, that would so trigger sorry. the thought. Here's the second thing. It's funny that you mentioned the, that quote that you love because a quote that I love, actually, believe it or not, came from Living Single. 
For real, all jokes aside, one time Maxine was talking to somebody and she was like, guilt is a tricky motion put in place by your parents to stop you from doing things that feel good. That's what she said. Nice. And I, and I believe all this shit comes from getting whoopings as a kid and, and being disciplined in certain ways. I think that it conditions you to feel like your natural desires and reactions to certain things are wrong. And so that's where certain negative thoughts Come in. See, I thought I was just going to be talking caca. Oh, no, but I'm not. It, it no, really, said, it really. Quote. Well, yeah. no, that's actually right, right, a right. beautiful segue because there was an article that I read and I'm, I think it was verywellmind.com. And they actually were trying to figure out how early do you start feeling and experiencing this negativity bias? And they said a lot of it does come biological, obviously, because it's a built-in system from your ancestors, but it does come from nurture as well, because mm-hmm. think about it. You're running, you're a kid. You know, kids, did you see the video of the little girl on the bike at the top? She was at the top of a car with a bike, and she, like, rode it to slide down the car. <laughs> no, but that sounds really fun. <laughs> really dangerous, and yeah. she slammed the shit out of herself when she got to the Damn. floor. But the fact that she was up there and nothing told her this is not a good idea. Or even when you see kids, they just run into shit. Just do shit. Jump in. Like my little little god babies will just stand um, at the top of the couch, like the back of the couch, and just throw themselves. Just hurl their bodies onto the ground and not for once think this might hurt. (laughs) So there's that lack of fear, you know, that does get developed from your parents yelling like, don't do that or you're going to hurt yourself, you know, and then that is a combination of the biological and also the childhood imprints, like Dustin was saying, where your parents do project their perceptions of fear. And like what's good or what's bad. And then that sort of becomes your own voice that is also negative self-talk where it's not just what your brain is saying to protect you from harm's way, but it's also your parents' voice. All those years of what they said, you know, do this, do that. Don't do this, do that. You got McDonald's (laughs) money. (laughs) There's spaghetti in there. (laughs) Don't go in my room. Wear condoms. <laughs> Don't bring no babies home. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> oh my God. But don't you think that that is like a little bit of a relief sometimes when you read the science of mm-hmm. how the brain works? Because it's like, oh God, I'm this I'm fucked not up. But yeah. it's like, I'm built this way. At least yeah. it makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and I think it's really cool to learn these things because then you learn how to work with it. And that's why I was asking about your thoughts on the brain being this enemy, this like, that's against you um, or whether you feel healing means that one day your brain's just not going to be against you because you did the work where I think it's more so learning about things like this and how the brain works and then figuring out okay so the next time you know I get that electrical surge in my brain you have to sit with yourself and say is this really a threat for my life or am I you know like I can bypass that like this the person being mean it's actually the other day um on the friend zone twitter someone said something really mean about me and and, and, I, and I was really shocked because I was like you everyone has a right to their opinion I've learned to you know let that kind of skate a little bit but mm-hmm. I but I don't understand when you do it for the person to see I, there's something okay, about on, that I don't on, understand on, 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 what happened though it's nothing crazy I'm not even gonna say who it was but it was just a listener that was saying something about 
me that just wasn't very nice. And I showed it to Jade. She was ready to fight. She was ready to fight. <laughs> the, the funny thing is they were, it was listeners uh, discussing what, who they hated more, me or Crystal. <laughs> What the fuck? Like under a thread, under a friend zone tweet. And in my head, I was like, y'all have the right to discuss that if you guys think this is a funny thread. But can you take it away from the friend zone Twitter and like from my at? Like, you know, it was just this weird thing. But I love that I what I do now when I experience things like that is that I feel the heat like an egg it kind of cracks at the top of my head and then I let it come over me no friend no this is how I'm saying my process because my brain obviously negativity bias is gonna read that as a threat made my heart beats you know start beating fast but then I literally just sat there and let it pass because I asked myself do I know these people I have no idea am I proud of the work I'm doing absolutely can anyone take that away from me no and that was my process because that was my next question for you guys. When your electrical surge kicks up and the negativity bias is out there, you know, kind of like uh, skewing your perception of whatever is happening, what is your process to kind of like bring it back in and get it back together? There is something, there's a, a checks and balances system. I don't know what it is because I was literally sitting here thinking prior to this moment, I was like, damn, well, I wonder what the actual process is for like thoughts. Cause sometimes y'all know I'm silly as fuck. So like shit just be popping up in my head. So I'm like, damn, I wonder what populates these thoughts. Right. But um, there's like this auto compartmentalization process that happens whenever something negative comes up in my head. It's always like a checklist of like, okay, so where did this come from? Like, what's this stuff up? Did somebody say something to you? Do you just feel this? Is it something from the past? Did you let this go? Yes, no, yes, no. Check, boom, bye. Like, it always happens really, really quick. Yeah. Like, whenever I'm in situ... Because I'm not even quick in situations where people, like, deserve to be, like, read. Like, where someone is, like, clearly, like, like... Small random example, backstage at the live show, someone was there oh and they just kept that fucking was so with me. Weird. And they were just they just kept fucking with me. Backstage? Yes. It was and a it was very blatant. strange interaction. And, and it was blatant, but like in my checks and balances system, I'm sitting up here like this person does not know me. So clearly they are drunk or something. I like, give it to you. You stayed very calm. <laughs> but so the whole time that's going down. I don't even know the person's name. Until I can't who. even tell you because I don't know who she was. <laughs> right, and that was like she was part of someone's entourage. But you know what? That, that was it. also so you know. There's also a petty part of the checks and balances too. <laughs> so like when I'm compartmentalizing, like you know, there's always like that final chest of like, is would it be worth it to do this? Like, would it be worth it to like curse this person out or do this? And normally I always go with no. For various reasons, like no, because a this person's like drunk and they're not gonna remember, or no, because I really am not this, that invested in embarrassing this person. It's not gonna do nothing for me, or no, because I just don't care about this person. Like, <laughs> there's like this auto system that happens whenever shit pops off. But yes, I know exactly what you mean. Thank you for that. <laughs> what about you? Do you have a process? I just think my way through things these days. You have to. I'm really. Um, in a stage of my life and of my maturity where I value having a peaceful day. Mm -hmm. I value having a peaceful outlook on the next few days. And when you're dealing with courts and shit like that, and when you're dealing with, you know, the consequences of a situation playing out a certain way that could be less than favorable, it's just not worth it. Um, a great poet, Lorat, uh, DMX, once said, <laughs> oh don't do it, dog, it's just not worth it. <laughs> and that's really what it's about. Wow. Now, do I 
sometimes you do react. Prime example, short story time. Speaking of Showtime and Taiki Bond's experience, the other day I was on the A train. Um, this band of young black boys from Brooklyn, I can't remember their names, but they were fantastic drummers playing about, there were five of them. They were playing different types of drums, beating them loud as hell. But what had happened was they were literally just taking the subway wherever they were going. They were probably heading back to Brooklyn because we were going downtown on the A train and there was a guy performing on the train. And once he was singing, he was a great singer and he looked at them and they kind of looked at each other. They were like middle school black boys, maybe like ninth grade, early high school. They started playing the drums um, in conjunction with what he was singing. He was singing Stand By Me. So so they kind of stole the show. You know what I mean? Because they were phenomenal drummers. And so they continued. People were like, no, keep playing, keep playing. So they were playing and they were big, loud drums. Such a New York moment, by the way. So this old ass white lady, (laughs) this old ass white lady, heavy set, big back on a cane. She, they were playing as, you know, normally like the bands and stuff stop when you get to the station and then they start back up as you go through the tube um they continued they were still playing as with people were exiting and entering the train she got on the train y'all she was walking on a cane she she was like stop she took her cane and hit his drum <gasps> hit the no, boys drum come on. right in front of me right <sighs> the boys naturally they young black boys there were no adults with them you know what i'm saying and Y'all know that my chest got hot and my mm-hmm. negative bias kicked up. I'm hot So right I was now. like, hey, I said, what the fuck is your problem? Oh, shit. And I gave, I all I had on cash on me was a $10 bill. And I gave it to the boy that was in front of me with the biggest drum. And I said, you beat that drum as hard as you fucking can until That's I right. get off this train. Keep hitting the drum. And before I knew it, I was staring at her and I was like, all right, Dustin, this is where my good sense started kicking in. I'm like, you can't, what you gonna do? Get into it with this old bitch. You know what I'm saying? And then you end up being the problem or end up getting killed, you know, in the name of whatever. Mm-hmm. She's already irritated by the fact that they're continuing to play, which was satisfactory for me. So that was it. I, I turned away when... I felt like people were noticing me glaring at this bitch. You know what I'm saying? But I couldn't believe, I, I was infuriated when she took that, that you know how canes have that rubber stop yeah. and she hit his drum? Yeah. <sighs> it's like, I, I don't be mad at old people. You know what I'm saying? No, but, but that, that was a, she was an old racist bitch who, who was, yeah, and they were kids. Yeah. So that's an example of me, A, my negative bias appearing, you know what I'm saying? And making me want to really describe to her what stage of life she was in in a colorful manner. <laughs> but then I thought about it. I thought my way the through it. Yeah. I didn't want that kind of drama. And all I had to do was literally exit the train at my stop. And it was completely gone out of my life. But that's it. And the thing about this too, is that it, one thing a lot of these articles were sharing was just how the bias pops up in your life. Mm-hmm. Even in, Think about when you're dating. Do you ever find yourself assuming the worst case scenario? Like the person hasn't even done shit to you and you're already like, he's a fuck boy. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. And it's like, you don't even allow the person. Stay on my damn chart, man. (laughs) You don't allow the person to show you differently because you already have them pegged for a peg. Shout out to Mandy. (laughs) You already have them. (laughs) It's kind of hard to show you anything if my... (laughs) Oh my God. <laughs> what is becoming my life? 
<laughs> on the verywellmind.com, there's a section on relationships and it says the bias might lead people to expect the worst in others, particularly in close relationships where people have known each other for a long time. So even when you've known each other for a long time, that's a sad thing. It says you might negatively anticipate how your partner will react to something and go into the interaction with your defenses already on high alert before they've even done anything. That's when you'd be like, you know what? I am sick of you and get it started. (laughs) (laughs) And it says, you know, of course, arguments and resentment are often the results. So it says when it comes to relationships, it's valuable to remember that negative comments usually carry much more weight than positive ones. Being aware Mm. of our own tendency to fixate on the negative is also extremely important by understanding this human tendency negativity bias you can focus on finding ways to cut other people a break and to stop expecting the worst so I love that because that is something that I am working on because we do have PTSD as well Mm -hmm. it's not just negativity bias because of this built-in system it's also things that you've been through that have created this perspective in your mind of people so it's nature and nurture in a lot of ways and shared experiences, but that's not an excuse. Right. It's still up to you. Like, yes, the, the electrical surge will kick in. But now that you know that about yourself and you know that that's how your brain works, are you going to continue to make people suffer because of this built in system? I think that's where the maturity, like Dustin said, kicks in, where you have that pause button of. My the one I always say my my brain always says do something different. Mm. That's what my brain always tells me. It's almost like on repeat at this point. Do something different, friend. You know how you're gonna react. Do Do something different. different. Do someone different. (laughs) I mean that works too. Um, (laughs) But it also affects you in decision making. It says people place greater weight on negative aspects of an event than they do on the positive ones. I'm trying to look the negative. Yeah. So people have, here's an example. They said people have a stronger negative reaction to losing $20 than the positive feelings they would have from gaining $20. Like it just will make you feel angrier for some reason. Well, who ain't going to be pissed the fuck off about losing $20? Like $20. But it's not the end of the world. Depending on what kind of week you have. (laughs) You know what? You're right. Damn, I'm so mad at how great that is. Because if I found twenty dollars, you know I'm gonna do a whole little jig and dance and everything. But if you but if I lose twenty dollars, I'm world. turning shit upside down. <laughs> I'm recounting steps. I'm wondering who I gave what to, what deli I was at. <laughs> <sighs> Terrible. You're right. So here's what they're saying. Because I also looked up. You know, okay. So we have this built-in system. We know what it's called. We know how it feels. But how do we fix it? Flip the Senate. <laughs> I'm sorry. The science that I love that they mentioned, and this one was actually on uh, Forbes, which I thought was interesting that even Forbes jumped in. (laughs) (laughs) Forbes said, we are Velcro for negative experiences and Teflon for positive ones. I thought that was a really cool way of formatting it. But what they said, they broke down the science that for every negative thing that happens to you, you have to try to think of five positive things in order to match that. Isn't that something? Brand, I think of 10. <laughs> ten. I mean, whatever I, you need to do. Listen, but it's saying the ratio blessed. that will trump it in a way is having to think of five things. 
That's the oh only God. way that you can reprogram oh your brain. So that's one exercise. And we've talked about this before. Mm. Remember gratitude journals, mm. going to sleep. I used to say before you go to bed, one thing that's really nice is to have a, a little journal, a little moleskin or whatever your journal is by your night table and write down three to five things that were just really nice that happened to you because it just programs your brain to find the good things even in the harder days and that starts teaching you to not focus solely on the negative which obviously we have a tendency a biological tendency to do and it's a good way to help reprogram your body to not be in a constant state of stress are those is that when you become the type of person that always hits somebody with the you're not even worth it I mean, I'm sure that'll help because <laughs> <laughs> your brain is trying to find ways to not focus on the negativity mm -hmm. and kind of like come out of it. So I do love that, that they said that's a scientific ratio. So for every bad thing that happened to you, try to think of five that didn't. You know how they came up with that? How? Because <laughs> like, you know how you said you write them down at night before you go to bed? Mm hmm. That's all you can get out before your hands start cramping by that sixth item. <laughs> you know, when you're riding, laying down, your hand will ball up on you. So by that sixth item, you know, that's when the discomfort begins. <laughs> that's how they came up with that theory. Thank you. <laughs> Dustin's and Dustin Ross's science. Too much. Another uh, example of something you can do that I really loved. They were saying when something good happens to you, all you need is 20 seconds of really absorbing the moment for your body to remember it, That's to keep it, it in your body and almost rewires how your neurons shoot, your neurotransmitters towards more positivity. So the next time something happens that's positive, I know this is going to sound woo-woo, but come on, come with me. You know how we do. Follow me, camera. <laughs> Close your eyes and take it in. And let at least 20 seconds pass. And I know everyone around you is be like, wow, he's really in this moment. But that's exactly what you're doing. I like to keep my eyes open because that's <laughs> usually when they steal out your pockets. <laughs> you can't close your eyes for them 20 seconds afterwards. <laughs> you got to look at them. Oh, that was great. But I find myself doing that, which I thought was funny to read that that's a thing. It's, it's funny how your body will intuitively do things to help you heal. You know what I mean? Because I didn't know that that was a thing where all it takes is 20 seconds, you know, for your body to to read the situation and process it as a good happy feel good emotion and it releases serotonin you know the things that'll help you feel good about the moment and those are things you want your body to remember to be able to it's almost like it archives what a good feeling is so that you can access it when you need it on the days where you are trying to think of the five good things to trump the one bad thing you want to create like an arsenal of good feelings and good memories so that's it that's all it takes 20 seconds for your brain to put that in a file and say here this will always be here when you need to remember what this feels like so that's one thing to do um and that's all I really wanted to share because obviously the episode is going to be a million hours long. No, it's not. <laughs> we leaving in 10 minutes. No. <laughs> <laughs> but I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was fascinating mm -hmm. to know that this is something that's built in. Know your brain is not your enemy. Yes. It's actually trying to protect you. Mm. It's an ancestral gift that at the time when... We were hunters and living outside. This was a tool that was extremely helpful to keep us alive. And it got passed down. Obviously, survival of the fittest. Those who knew to run from danger 
survived, were able to reproduce. <laughs> and that's how they kept the generations coming. Survival of the fittest. But I think now, because we're no longer outside running from animals, <laughs> the animals are on our phones, hmm. <laughs> leaving comments mm-hmm. <laughs> about them hating you and your friend. <laughs> but I love it because this science is really helpful so that when that feeling kicks up, that electrical surge, I don't beat myself up and think that I'm weak for feeling that way. I understand I'm wired that way. And then I'm stronger for knowing that, number one, and then even stronger for knowing what to do with it, which is these tips that I shared on creating happier feelings and thinking of five for everyone. So that's it. Anything you guys wanted to add? I just thought that was really interesting. I think it's very empowering to learn the science of why we are the way we are. From attachment styles to negativity bias, this is the way that you and your brain, like Dustin said, are friends. You just, you know, might be challenging to each other at times, but this is the way that you can combat it and not beat yourself up, which to me is the actual work and the healing when it comes to mental health. I agree. And that's it for this week's hot button. Oh. That's a good hot button, girl. That was a very was a good hot, hot button. Hot button. <laughs> <sighs> for those of you that know me, y'all might know that I live on the fourth floor of a walk-up, which means that it is hard for me to go downstairs to get something to eat because I have to trek back upstairs. <laughs> so with Postmates, I don't have to worry about any of that. So when you forget to pick up wine on the way to your friends or get a breakfast burrito craving that you just can't kick, Postmate it. Postmates is your personal food delivery grocery delivery, whatever kind of delivery service. All year round, no more trips to the store. And anything you're craving, Postmates can deliver within the hour. 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. They're the largest on-demand network in the U.S. and offer delivery from all the restaurants, grocery, convenience stores, and traditional retailers you could possibly need. Simply download the app for iOS or Android for free. Browse local restaurants or businesses and track your delivery in real time. For a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Nice. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use code FRIENDZONE. That's code FRIENDZONE for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download Postmates and save with code FRIENDZONE. Casper is a sleep brand that makes expertly designed products to help you get your best rest or best sex one night or one night stand at a time. Mm -hmm. Casper products are cleverly designed to mimic human curves, providing supportive comfort for all kinds of bodies. I mean, all kinds. The original Casper mattress combines multiple supportive memory foams for a quality sleep surface with the right amounts of both sink and bounce, just the way we like it. The breathable design helps you sleep cool and regulates your body temperature throughout the night. None of that night sweat shit. Casper now offers four other mattresses. The Wave, which you want to ride. The Essential, which, I mean, clearly. The Hybrid Casper for the techie crowd. And the Hybrid Wave for the people that just pay the utmost attention to detail. Uh All designed, developed, and assembled here in the U.S. Casper gets delivered right to your door in a small, how-do-they-do-that-sized box with free shipping and returns in the U.S. and Canada. You can be sure of your purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. You spend one-third of your life sleeping. Be comfortable with Casper. 
I love my Casper mattress. Unboxing it was fun. It brought out the child in me. <laughs> I sleep so much better on it. The comfort and feel the touch. It is a very personal moment. Get $50 towards select mattresses by visiting casper.com slash zone and using Z-O-N-E at checkout. That's casper.com slash zone, code zone. Terms and conditions apply. So now it's bringing the wind chimes. <laughs> I wish you guys could see the dances that happen. So very quickly, you remember Aura Organic? Yes. The natural, uh, the vegan, organic, plant-based protein that I used to work out. They also have a pre-workout now. Okay. Which I think is pretty awesome. You guys know I've been in the gym hard body, so What's I've been trying to figure out. Huh? What's in the pre-workout? Do you know? Well, let's like, see. Is it like it's caffeinated okay. or? It no, because it's all natural, so yeah. they're definitely not going to add that. But it's... They basically add all the things that your body would need for mm. natural energy. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. look that up because obviously I didn't look up the ingredients. But I think it has pre-workout. You have protein because I know that's a hard one for plant-based people. It's a protein powder I've mentioned before. I use a vanilla one. It's so good. A lot of you were mentioning that you bought it after the first time I mentioned it and have been posting. I usually repost it on my IG stories, but you love it. I literally have not gotten any negative comments about it. And you know that's rare. Yeah. Um, people genuinely love it. They're so thankful for it. They also have probiotics. Do you guys take probiotics? No, but I... Oh, go ahead. I have before. Just but, to, but I don't it's just take them anymore. Thing? No. Okay. Just the kombucha. Like... I mean, I've that's not good. Really, like that, like dived into the taking it, drinking it, like for this or that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I drink I, apple cider vinegar with the mama in it. <laughs> with the mama. Not I love the mama. It. <laughs> but I love it because probiotics, I know people will be like, why do I need to take a probiotic? But you know that your your intestinal system has these microbes, which are like these little microorganisms that live in your body. And they have... It's freaky to me. It's very freaky, but it's kind of cool. So, you know, they're these single-celled organisms, but they hang out in colonies, also known as microbiomes. I always think of it as like this little dome, like a stadium. And they're stomach. just in there chilling, hanging out. <laughs> Dustin's so freaking out. So we pregnant. <laughs> and then it's trillions of them. Isn't that interesting? And it's these little bacteria that hang out in your gut. And so every time you eat something. <laughs> like you pregnant. Why you on your stomach like that? So this is why when people talk about eating healthy foods, it's not really just so that you can posture online and be like, yes, I eat a salad every day. It's that you're, you're feeding trillions. There are trillions of things, organisms, I can't even speak, microorganisms that literally are in your belly and whatever you put in there is going to either make them good guys or bad guys. When they're good guys, they support your immune system. They support and balance, you know, uh, they fight against germs, anything that does not belong there. They're strong. They're like your little army, your little soldiers to make sure that you stay happy. They're healthy bacteria. They basically hang out there to, they even break down the food you're eating. They release enzymes that break it down so that you can get the nutrients from the food you're eating. They create vitamins. They uh, regulate carbs and sugars like literally they're like your like the support neighbor system. your friendly neighborhood drug dealer of your <laughs> gut flora just breaking everything down mm -hmm. but then they also can be bad guys and Surely. if you <laughs> they're the ones that'll make you sicker and can create things like skin problems 
uh, autoimmune diseases. I mean, you name it. So what uh, probiotics do, and I'm sure people have heard of them, maybe just didn't know exactly how they help, is that they are the good bacteria. So you're basically bringing in an army of good guys into your body on a daily basis that you're taking with each capsule. But like you mentioned, you can drink kombucha. I know some people eat yogurt. There are a lot of like fermented things that uh, contribute to your gut being more so on the why? good guy side. Sure, why? Nah. <laughs> you gonna have the 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 winos like yes, that's okay, my you know, my bottle of day. Grapes, I'm just saying, you know. <laughs> but I love it because uh, I use the organic brands. Um, their probiotics are like I said, it's organic. What I love about them is that they're freeze dried. Most probiotics, because it is bacteria, need to be in the refrigerator. Oh, yeah. You can't just like keep it, you know, hanging out in your counter. But these are freeze dried. And I love that because when you're on the go, especially with our schedules, a lot of us aren't at home or you just might not remember. This one you can keep in your bag and carry with you. So it doesn't have to be refrigerated. For my lifestyle, that's very helpful. So it's freeze like space food? Yeah, literally. Work. It's super so cool. Break up a little piece and keep it moving. I mean, it's still in capsule form, but oh, it's just inside is freeze dried. Yeah. Okay. So, but I love it. So that's why I love Aura Organic because they literally have. Everything <laughs> they have. I'm looking at actually their list of products. They have prebiotics, probiotics, um, beauty capsules in case you won't. You know, people have those hair, nail and skin capsules mm-hmm. that they take to try to make sure everything grows healthy mm-hmm. and glowing. They have collagen, which helps you with your joints and your skin. Um, they have apple cider vinegar. They have vitamin C powder. I know a lot of people take that turmeric. Um, urinary tract support for people that um, are prone to UTIs. I know I used to be prone to UTIs a lot because of my kidney issues. Mm-hmm. Um, vitamin D for those of us who are always hey. in buildings. Hello. Like, you know, when was the last time you got a ton of sun? I don't really get a lot of sun, unfortunately. I'm always indoors, especially being... Hot seller in Alaska. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then like the protein powder and the pre-workout. And they also have a greens powder. If you know you're someone that doesn't get your full your turnips dose of and your colleagues. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but actually, I'm looking up the pre-workout because I want to see exactly what it's formulated with, as Asante asked. And it has beets. It has berries. And it has green coffee beans. So you were right. That's the natural caffeine. And yerba mate, which remember I've mentioned before, that's something I drink that will have you activated. That's the reddest bull. You know, the reddest bull. Ginseng, organic adaptogens (laughs) for a clean, natural, organic, and smooth energy boost. So you won't be spiking throughout the day. Like a lot of other things will kind of have you crashing, but this one is nice and easy so that you can kind of carry it throughout the day. Love that. Um, It's USDA certified organic, clean source of energy. Um, And it's pomegranate flavored which I think is pretty cool. I'm trying to see what else. Yeah. So here's the kicker. Because you guys tore down their site last time and they were very happy about that. They hit me up and I'm going to be working with them. So thank you guys for that. I think that's so exciting. That's the power of the friend zone community. Um, thank, Thank you to me for... Try, like trying it and, yes. and I'm gra- glad that I found it it's an incredible brand I love that plant-based people have these options um, but they told me that they were going to give you guys 15% off 
which I think is so cool. So when you go on their site, which is aura.organic, O-R-A dot organic, not dot com, aura dot organic, you can find all of your plant-based needs for your fitness workout, for your beauty regimens, for your greens, you name it, they have it. And if you put Hey Friend Hey as your code at checkout, you're going to get 15% automatically added. So I think that's really cool. Thank you to Organic for partnering with me on that for you guys. And very excited for all the other fun things we're going to bring to you throughout the year. But check that out, Aura.Organic. I personally, like I said, just as a reminder, I use the probiotics, the protein powder in vanilla, and I actually do use the hair, beauty, and skin because I'm getting older. <laughs> and vitamin B. Right. I, the vitamin D, I definitely use. And they just sent me this new product that they have. Actually, let me pull it up. It's an aloe. Hold on. It's an aloe powder. It's called Aloe Gorgeous. Like, hello. Oh, aloe Gorgeous. And that's so cute. Hello, gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. And it's a vegan collagen booster powder supplement. You know, for those of us who are aging, it helps us, helps our skin stay a little taut. Um, But I love it because instead of it using collagen, which tends to come from connective tissues and skin of cows, that's what most collagen products and fish in some cases. um, This one, they obviously, since it's plant-based, they're not going to have you ingesting another animal's collagen because your body sometimes can't even process that properly. So what these do is that they have created an organic blend of plant extracts formulated to help your body boost your natural collagen. So instead of taking it from someone else, it's just creating an environment in your body that will create the collagen that you need. So so that's where Doja Cat got the song from. <laughs> they, they tried to take the collagen from that cow and the cow was like, you going to take it from me? <laughs> Bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> Go ahead, friend. <laughs> I really, really want that to be the title of this episode. Bitch, I'm a cow. <laughs> so that's the al- I have not tried the Aloe Gorgeous yet, but I do have it, and I'm curious to try it very soon. So that's it. Aura's out organic. Shout out to Aura Organic. Hey, friend. Hey is the 15% off code. Enjoy yourselves. Have a ball. And please let me know what you think of the products when you do. And that's it for this week's wellness segment. Asante. What you got for us, Mr. Music Man? I was going to say alopecia gorgeous, but that wouldn't have been appropriate. Then, <laughs> oh, that's so an interesting name. <laughs> <sighs> well, another week in music. So many crazy awesome so things much happened. I don't even know what I have and have not got the chance to talk about on here because we had the live show. Um, I don't think we've talked about on here together about Hot Girl Summer being released. Um, did we talk about that on here together? I don't think so. Right, like, so, you know, High Girl Summer's been out. Uh, you know, Megan The Stallion put out her song with Ty Dolla Sign, Nicki Minaj. Um, it's a go for me. I just wish that I had a little, like, a couple more features on there or it was produced a little bit differently, four more features. But um, I'm satisfied. Um, you got Nicki Minaj and Megan The Stallion together, so I'm just happy that it's a thing. I'm always riding hard for Megan The Stallion. So that's why I'm at music. A lot of things have come out. A lot of other things have come out. Um... Uh, we talked about when Drake's album, The Care Package, dropped. We didn't talk about Quality Control. They just dropped their project. Um, oh, and because we're talking about Quality Control, um, friend, do you know what Quality Control is? Yeah. Are you signing with them? Did Am I signing do? with them? Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, 
know that I would Choose fit. the label. <laughs> did, did, uh, did Coach P hit you up? Imagine. <laughs> Look, I don't he know now. Come hang with me. <laughs> Look, I don't know now, friend. You be having them deals on deck. But uh, anyway, the Quality Control, they have their uh, project. They dropped Control the Streets Volume 2. Um, tons and tons of tracks on here. It's 36 songs. It's the length of a Chris Brown album, but it's a bunch of different artists, so it's not just one person doing a ton of the same thing. Um, along with that, Young Thug dropped his So Much Fun. Uh, we haven't talked about that. And oh, I haven't listened yet. You haven't listened to it? Not yet. It's a lot of music. Oh, that's true. Out. That's true. Okay, so I just want to know from you, um, what Young Thug projects have you listened to that you liked? Eggs put me on the spot. <laughs> okay, so none yet? I don't know that I can... You're asking about, like, specific songs? Well, well yeah, okay, yeah, we'll go with songs. Because I was I was saying projects. I didn't know if you were one of those that was like, you know, I love me some barter, or I love me some... Like, there are people that know albums from him, and I'm like, damn, I didn't know you was getting down with the get down like that. No, I can't say that I would be that person. Okay, well, then you should definitely give this album a listen. <laughs> I will. Because you don't have, like, a fresh concept of, like, what Young Thug albums are as well. Mm-hmm. But I feel like if you're a Young Thug fan, obviously you're going to appreciate the album. Yeah. But I like the fact that um, this is one of those projects that he feels like, he seems like a fresh artist to me. So I say definitely give it a listen, Fran. What I do wonder is how is this his debut album? I swear to God, that's you know, exactly I what I was going to say. I don't know. I still... Don't know what the, the, what the science is behind <laughs> What's that. What's the science? Because that's what I need. I need the recipe on how how they did that. <laughs> on the how they do that. Six projects and that's his debut. <laughs> Still random to me. But the people do what they do. They name things the way that they name them. And they get away with what they get away with. I don't know how or why. It just happens. <laughs> um, super random. I want to also talk about Rich the Kid. Um, Rich the Kid is somebody from Atlanta I've talked about before. He put out a compilation. He has artists on his label, um, Rich Forever. There is, I'm trying to see if I can remember them by heart. There's Famous Dex. Um, 83 Babies is a rap group that he has on there now. 83 Babies? 83 Babies. The guy with all them kids from the Yonla show. Remember when she had all the (laughs) dials? That's who that is. He's an artist now. So it's <laughs> Rich the Kid, Famous Dex, uh, 83 Babies, and Jay Critch. So Jay Critch, it's usually uh, just mostly Jay Critch, Famous Dex, and Rich the Kid. But then they feature like some of the other artists that are on there, um, and on the label rather. And on the label, again, there's 83 Babies now. And there's also a young lady that they have on the label called, uh, I want to say her name is Ari. It's, I, it's A-I-R-I, so it could be Ari. A-I-R-I. Right, so... Um, there's a song on here called Tell Me. It's 83 Babies and it's Airy. And I just want to play a snippet of it. Um, Rich the Kid put out a couple of really good projects. And then this is like the third or fourth. Um, this is the fourth Rich Forever, actually. So I want people to pay more attention to Rich the Kid specifically. But the whole Rich Forever gang is doing really incredible things. So I'm going to play a snippet of this song just so you can get a feel for the young lady's voice. And then I'm going to move on. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> a, a little aggressive. That but you escalated. Know, it did. You know, 83 Babies, they be doing their thing. Um, they, I can't remember the song. I talked about them before, but they was they recently like blew up. They had a really high song and then they did a remix of the song, Rich the Kid. And now they just on the scene, but 
I'm just really, really happy for all the random crazy things going on in hip hop and R&B. Um, last thing I want to talk about is Normani. She dropped her song Motivation. She dropped Ooh. a video for Motivation. Did she? Hit hard. Um, when I tell you pop record heard and seen around the world, everybody's been talking about it. Looks were killer in the video. She did amazing. The track is really hot. Um, you know, a song really hits when you can, in today's age, when you can drop a video and people are like, fuck with it hard. But then we can still listen to the song itself and be like, all right, so this wasn't just a moment that we're all talking about. So shout out to Normani out here doing her solo deal. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to all of the girls of Fifth Harmony, but, you know, Normani, she's always been a star. I'm happy that she's always been out here dancing and working and putting out these records and doing these features. So just, you know, more good things to come in her world. Can't wait to see more of what's going on there. With that said, now I just want to go on ahead and get into the listens lately. I want to hear more of what you have been listening to. So, Fran, what have you, you been listening to lately? Well, I actually want to give a shout out to Lewis York. Hey! <laughs> they have a new song. Well, they have a new album coming out. But Cannot their, wait. Their first single, titled Don't You Forget, is dropping this Friday, and they sent it to us. Oh! So you finna... Exclusive? <laughs> an exclusive. We got an exclusive? That no one else has heard. Shout out to Lewis York. Shout out to Lewis York, and this is how it goes. It's called Don't You Forget. I need the whole thing now. <laughs> <laughs> these, I think something else, these two. Man. They're so talented. For them to be able to recreate a sound that's so specific and make it sound fresh, mm. those George Benson vibes, those Al Jarreau vibes. Come I on. even heard a little Chicago in there, like <laughs> like in the court. Don't you forget? Mm-hmm. All of that, I, I'm just... A little Phil Collins. Phil like, Collins, yes. absolutely. Like, Man. Shout out to so Lewis great. York and the beautiful cover art that they chose, too. Right. With the like the, the yeah. bust, yeah, or whatever yeah. those are called. So great. Don't you forget, they're dropping this Friday. This when the single will be released 
on your what is it DSP DSP <laughs> digital streaming but platform. thank you for the sneak peek That's I always amazing. feel honored when people send us that uh, I'm trying to think of who else I don't know I feel like you know we always talk about you being in your music mode and then not I feel like I haven't been in my music yeah. mode this week it's you know what it's really slowly been starting to come back to me for a while I just been listening to like the same like old stuff like I always get stuck in like a party next door world right and then I was listening to like my Toby Lou and all this newer stuff but yeah still, like, stuck on that old stuff so yeah I feel you it'll come back friend it will I will say Dwelle oh bring him back Dwelle a little bit of love come on hold on come on he has a song called Without You. <sighs> I know I've played this before on this show, but Dwelle just has my heart, and this is how it goes. Sharing a nightfall, feeling pleasures, pain, a sunrise, a night gone, a perfect scenery, a perfect background song, your melody, your harmony. Beauty of your song to the point I can't respond. It's how I feel when I'm around you. Sky would fall without you. Heaven's lost without you. I just love him. <laughs> I have a lot of um strong emotional ties to that record. Mm. <laughs> what a time. What hmm. a time. What a time indeed. I'm trying to remember who Positive else <laughs> <laughs> I can think of five things. Ooh, sure can. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of what else. Who else came out? Oh, little brother. Okay, little brother. Yet. Little brother's back. What? Wow. Yes, they dropped a project today. Oh wow. Yeah, and I was listening to. Obviously, they just dropped. Hold on, let me pull it up. Um, so I didn't get a chance to really sit with it, but they have a new project cord. Cord, you hear me? Cord. They got a new project called <laughs> "May the Lord Watch." I was actually listening to it on my commute down to here, so I can't pick a song yet. Um, but I'm happy to hear them back. Yeah, little like brother. It's, it's wow, it's been a minute. Yeah, and it's a great project. I love. They have like a lot of really cool skits, and Questlove is on it. So check them out. Called "May the Lord Watch," and that's it for me, Dustin. Would you? What you listening to over there? Um, first of all, uh, I want to give a shout out to Mary J. Blige's Mary album, her fourth mm. album, fourth studio album, turned 20 years old. Oh, when you wow. do this, Came out in August me. of 99. I can't remember. I, I just, I can't even, I don't know where to start, but shout out to the production. That was a, a different um, sonic moment for Mary J. Blige. She was taking risks with the type of music she made, and she strayed away from like the hardcore hip hop sound that kind of defined her. And did shit that was reminiscent of like a Stevie Wonder album. So shout out to Mary and the Mary album. Um, if you're a fan, that's one of your favorites. As far as what I've been listening to, <laughs> there's this song, you know, I'm a huge Meek Mill fan. Um, and Star Brim actually played this song that I had heard, but I, I I couldn't place it. I didn't know the title, um, but I love it. She loves Meek Mill's music, too. And this is actually a feature for him um, on YBN Cordae's latest album called The Lost Boy, which is a really dope album. So good. Um, but this song is called We Gonna Make It featuring Meek Mill. And they go a little something like this. You gonna make it. Yeah. I could have died on that payment. 
every time I see my mom, I be like, wait a minute. She know it's something wrong with me, but I don't say shit. And I've been tired of chasing dreams, but I'm gonna chase it. Should we ain't never had a shot, how we gonna take it? Success is in my arm reach and I can taste it. In the mansion, I was just down in the basement. They ain't believe in me, but I'm gonna make it. See, I know how it feels on a late night. Yeah, so shout out to that song. It samples one of my favorite um, songs that Teddy Pendergrass actually sang. That's I Miss You by Harold Melvin and the Blue Notes. Mm. Classic rap sample. Take you back to this can't be life. So that's what I've been listening to lately. It's a pretty song, too. All right. I have two more random people that I want to close out with. I was watching music videos and these artists came on. So I wanted to talk about them very briefly. Um, A young lady by the name of Savannah Christina. She has a song called What You Won't Do. And um, I mean, I want to say it's kind of obvious what the song is going to be about, but (laughs) it's pretty much about that. She just has a very, very beautiful voice. She looked great in the video. And I told myself I was going to talk about her today. So that's what I'm going to do. So check out Savannah Christina. This is, again, What You Won't Do. Yeah. What you won't do, the next man will. You ain't worth my time, baby, let's be real. So I wanted to give you just a little taste hey. of that one because, you know. She What's was, her name? Uh, that's Savannah Christina. That's Savannah with the H and Christina No Million. That shit hard. No Million. <laughs> yeah, the video was really, really nice too. Uh, so yeah, check her out. She's got uh, a ton of music that's been out. So it'll definitely be something pleasant to dive into and look into the catalog and see what's out. And lastly, I want to discuss a young lady by the name of Amal. I believe she's from Canada. Mm. Um, do you know who Amal is? I am completely familiar. Have you that George song? Clooney girlfriend or wife? <laughs> yeah, actually, you're right. Yeah. I mean, it's not her, but she they had, have I the same thought she name. was an artist. <laughs> did she doing her own thing? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, this is Amal uh, A M A A L. Uh, she dropped a project. L. Oh, she black. <laughs> like yeah. like Jamal. <laughs> okay, Amal yes. like spell like. Jamal. Okay. <laughs> I get it now. Now we on the same page. Well, she dropped <laughs> she, she dropped an EP. He took himself out yeah. right now. You see it. You missed him at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> he took himself I said, out. oh. Um, uh, like Jamal. Okay. How she writes in like, actually, no. Because <laughs> then it would be Jamal. <laughs> now it's getting out of count. We're going to get three know. fuck off emails <laughs> from this episode. Sign Amal. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, back to why we're talking about her in this name. Oh my God. Um, she dropped an EP called Black Dove last month. And nice name. I was watching a video for this song called Later. Um, I didn't watch the whole video. There was some really, it looked beautiful. She, she was riding the bus, but there was a really nice story at the end about how it was based on a true story about um, them trying to do this bus system for people to see their loved ones that were locked up. So check her out because she's got some really cool, deep shit going on with her music and she looks great. But the music actually sounds good too. Some good song to music. You know, I was I was on like my smoker's tip, that late night R&B. <laughs> it just kept hitting. The YouTube algorithm was on point. So thank you for that, YouTube. Y'all did this right. Um, I said I was playing later. This is later. Breaking my own rules, 
Thinking I can usually find the words you told me, saying we'd be fine. That you just need the time, and I waited on you, gave it all back, said it only bring us closer. Lost your love. So that's her. That's Great pretty. vocal. Beautiful voice. I mean, I, I was captivated. I You're was like, what the fuck is she that? Low key, she sounded a little like Regina Spector. I heard a little Regina Spector in that mm. vocal. Like, go on. Mm. I see that. I, see, I hear that. I hear that <laughs> now that you say that. Um, and then lastly, because in the middle of me playing that, I had. You thought, thought of another one. I thought of one. I thought of another one too. Okay, good. So yours is going to close it out because this one is. <laughs> I'm, I chose this one for two reasons, but I'm going to play it for you first. You better remember all of these, by the way. Oh, I already made my notes. Okay. <laughs> I, I already put the timestamps in there for you. Um, This last artist I'm playing, I'm playing because I could not believe I saw this person. I had no idea what I was listening to. I was like, damn, this kind of go. And I looked at the TV and I saw a young lady and her name is Kayla Brianna. Do you know who Kayla Brianna is? It's um no, nah. sounds like okay. somebody's daughters. So Kayla Brianna has this song. Daughters. Uh, well, yes, it does. Kayla and Brianna. <laughs> she dropped a project earlier this year called Girl Talk. She dropped it early in February. Um, there is a song called Liquid Courage. I think this is a single she Why just dropped. I feel like recently. I know this. You right? do. You, you, well, you do because <laughs> I'm gonna play this song and then I'm gonna tell you who she is because okay. I want you to hear the music because this this song I was like oh. Why are we gonna judge? Not judge, but oh. who are me to judge? It's been a long, long night. We got London on the tracks. Feels like we're enemies, but you don't have to run away. Cause you got good energy, but it's just so bittersweet. So bittersweet, just what I needed. Whether it's pleasure or pain, make it. Okay, so just to let you know before I forget, Kayla Brianna is the young woman that was on Empire. <laughs> I mean, not Empire. Um, uh, Stara? Star. Stara, yes. She was on Wait, Stara. Which one? She was the one that played Ryan Destiny Stalker. Oh, really? Yes. <laughs> wow. And okay. she made this music, and it, it's some good, cute pop music. I'm here for good it. Her. Yeah, so I w- was listening to that, and I saw her face on my screen. And I was like, oh my God, that's that stalker bitch. But then I was like, oh my God, it's not, <laughs> not that sad. Well, because that's what she was on the damn show, and she was literally just about to like go through some shit. So oh, still... I know she must hate that. <laughs> well, well, look, you know, a lot of people, that's the track that they kind of started to come from. Like they were doing that TV, and then they were doing music after, so they kind of have to deal with. Being separated from that character, right? How they were introduced yeah. to the world. Look, shit, uh, Ryan, she doing it. Her and Quincy, they not. We don't look at them as the couple from Star Wars, and because their music was good, I was like, okay, I feel so special too, Quincy. Thank you. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. I had to play that. I had to play Kayla Brianna. Couldn't forget about that. So that's it for me, friend. I know you had one last one. So let's Sorry, just, no, close, close it out, friend. Snow Allegra. Oh yeah. Hello. I didn't, I didn't listen. You didn't listen. I didn't listen yet. But please, well, you're give me in a for a treat because. It is so good. First of all, look at that cover. 
It looks like classic Sade. Everybody's been posting this. Because it's so good. So the project is called, ugh, those feels again. Just in time for fall. <laughs> it's, it's very end of the summer. Um, honestly, it's impossible to pick a favorite because it's so good. But I will just for the sake of you guys getting a vibe out. So this one's called I Want You Around. It's not that I don't want you. Something about the way you stare into my eyes I know that I don't make things clear no. I fall for you every time I try to resist you We can get away Palm trees, beach views, ordinary day All I wanna hear is in the visions I'll replay Sit right next to you Yeah I try not to show how I feel about you Think it was your way Isn't that nice? Oh, lovely So that's the vibe of the album It's of just course. a very like Cuddle up <laughs> And getting your feelings That's literally why it's called Ugh Those feelings She just literally records. said Inner visions on repeat And sit right next to you mm. Mm. Let me send a text <laughs> It's very It's what gonna be doing? one of those albums <laughs> W-Y-D It's time Um in case you don't know how to spell her name, it's S-N-O-H-A-A-L-E-G-R-A, Snow Allegra. And the project is called Ugh, Those Feels Again. I'm about to Ugh. get that. So good. And that's it. That's I'm it done. for the Music Man segment then. So let's go on ahead and drive the boat on over to the TV land. Dustin Ross, what you got for the paper? What's happening? <laughs> the paper. Brief notes. Very brief notes on two shows that um, are both reality shows. And I know I said that I wasn't going to talk about reality uh, television anymore during our TV land segment, but it's just been too, you know, some great things happen that I just have to talk about. So number one on the Real Housewives of Potomac, which is having their breakout season. As far as I'm concerned, this is the their fourth season. It's the best of the four seasons that they've been on television. Um, one of the season one crazies came back to the show. This lady named Katie. Shout out to Katie. Uh, she <laughs> wrangled. Ashley Darby, who has been very problematic on this show and a bit of a hellion when it comes to being, you know, contained sort of. Katie did just that. I'm not going to tell you no details because it doesn't matter and it's not going to translate the way it needs to. It's something that you have to see to believe. Watch the last uh, most recent episode of The Real Housewives of Potomac where they could leave for their trip to the Grand Cayman. And you'll see all the fireworks, um, those between Katie and Ashley and also those between Giselle and Karen, who just, I believe, has adopted the song by Twisted Sister. We're not going to take it. No, we ain't going to take it. We're not going to take it anymore. Karen Huger is not putting up with the bullshit. And it's really good to see. Um, The second show that I want to discuss, we kind of opened our show with, but that's The Real Black China on Zeus. I know that these sound bites are fascinating and I know that there's lots of reasons that we can watch and laugh, but I feel like we also can watch and learn. And right now I am sad because there's a character on this show named Treasure who is her real best friend from like way back in the day. And now they've fallen out. Aww. And it was the one relationship that was that was uh 
being highlighted on this show because obviously not everyone that she's close to is a cast member on this show. But out of the people who are cast members on the show, Treasure, she just had the most personal integrity. Um, I believe that she was genuinely friends. Uh, she was genuinely uh, Black China's friend. She really wanted what's best for her. She went, we literally watched her go above and beyond and be patient with Tokyo Tony, which you heard how direct she speaks. So, but we watched Treasure do all that. And so now to see them um, in the previews for upcoming episodes, they have obviously had a break in their friendship. And there yeah. were some things that were being said that weren't so nice. And you could also see like the hurt on Treasure's face when her and China were having this moment. China's really desensitized to certain elements of conflict when it comes to people close to her. But everybody's not. And I could tell that Treasure's feelings were really, really hurt. And so it was just kind of hard to watch. Mm. I watch this show with a secret person. It's like our thing that we a do together. Person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like our thing that we do together or whatever. And so um, I sent them the clips <laughs> that showed Treasure and China falling out. And I was like, this shit got me sad. <laughs> he texted me back. I was like, oh my God, I hope they don't physically fight. Oh, it's no. just breaking my heart. So yes. I'm a watch. Black China. It, it is. Yes. <laughs> so so keep up with it. Um, those are the Joneses that you want to keep up with. And that's it for the TV Land segment this week. That's it. That's it. Well, then it's time for this is a story. Wait a minute. Is this the new one? It's time for the next story. We're ready. It's time for the next story. We are uh, being introduced to a whole new situation. I'm really excited to tell this new story about these new characters and these new experiences. It's very, very different from this is a story. Were any of the characters in the last story white? No. Are any going to be white in this story? I haven't thought that far ahead. That Somebody was an intentional choice. In the, I'm glad that they brought that up because <laughs> that was an intentional choice on my behalf. And this is a story. It was just about all black people, but it could have been about white people. Mm-hmm. But in this story, I haven't made that choice yet because there's a couple of things that I may move around. Anyway, so this is the next <laughs> Look, story. The, the people is with you. <laughs> just <Right>. know that. <laughs> the next story, episode one. <clears throat> If there was one thing that I hated to do, it was rush. And if there was one thing I always ended up doing, it was rushing. So here I was, true to form, running into Macy's 13 minutes before they closed so that I could get the one thing I desperately needed, something to wear tonight. But not just something to wear, something to wear. See, I'm the kind of person who feels way more comfortable in social settings, a.k.a. at the club, when I feel like I look good. So, since I procrastinated and didn't confirm the plans for the night until five minutes ago, even though I've been knowing I was going to go, here I am trying to charm the Macy's girl into being nice to me, despite the fact that she's clearly ready to go home. After about eight minutes of a department store tornado, I was swiping my card and walking out with three items that I knew would get the job done for me tonight. As I drove home, I made all the necessary stops, the liquor store, the store store, the weed man, etc. By the time I made it to my apartment, I barely had enough time to set my bags down and throw all the clothes that were on the floor into the closet before my best friend was knocking hard as hell on my front door. I lit a candle, which don't judge me, but it makes me feel like I'm a little bit more hospitable when people come over. And then I answered the door. 
God damn, it took you long enough. Hey, best friend. Now move, nigga. I got to pee. And just <laughs> like that, my best friend Corey whizzed by me with a garment bag and beelined it to my bathroom. I closed the front door and looked down at the spot on the floor where Corey's shoes should have been left, but weren't, and connected my phone to the sound bar on my wall. I turned on the new Quality Control album, which was the perfect getting ready music, and I hung Corey's garment bag over the back of my living room chair. As I heard the transitions of Corey go from P-Stream to Flush to Faucet, I went to the kitchen counter and began to grind up the weed I had just bought. I rolled us four blunts, which y'all know was law for when you're about to go out. One for now, one for before we walk in the club, one for during the club, and one for after the club. As I got all that out the way, Corey exited the bathroom, acting like he had never in his life had more of a satisfying piss. Blah, blah, blah. We got smoked, got dressed, made last minute changes to what we had on, took a shot, and then we hopped in the Uber Black SUV and headed to Agua, which was the newest, hottest club in the city. Our Uber driver was with the shits and he gladly connected my phone to the Bluetooth and I chose the perfect song for us to pull up to, Meek Mill's Uptown Vibes. Everything was set and I was getting hella stares as we exited that black Escalade, which we luckily got, in front of the club and walked straight to the front door. And there he was, staring straight at me. Now, Corey being Corey, he went up and shook hands with him before I walked up. Corey was so good at being the friend, and I loved him for that. I looked at him in his eyes, and I said, always a pleasure, Rick. Rick smiled that smile, looked down for me at the steps in front of the club, and said, now it really is my party. You came. I was so glad I had worn these damn gray sweats. <laughs> it was about to be one of those nights. <laughs> and that's the end of episode one. <laughs> Why do I feel like I Thanks for tuning in, there. baby. <laughs> this is the next story, and it's a little bit different. This story happened. Look, okay, like, <laughs> this is the story I was here for. We love you. <laughs> Stay as black always. and protect your magic. Thank you for listening. We'll catch you next Bye. week. Bye. Bye.